Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. I am Aubrey Edwards here with my wonderful, lovely co-host, Tony Schiavone. Hey, Aubrey. Hi, Tony. How are you? It's good to see you in Jacksonville. It's, it's good to be in Jacksonville, as always. We, it's a little uh, cold in here. Yeah, we, we talk about this a lot, uh, how we, uh, when we have the weeks where we're not here, how we, we long for, for being here. It's nice to see you in your little man cave on the yeah, podcast, thank you. but I really, there's yeah, just like something eight. great about like being here mm-hmm. and all the excitement. And speaking of excitement, mm-hmm. this is a really, really fun week. Mm-hmm. Because we've got a major, major show after Dynamite uh, last night. Mm-hmm. This Saturday, we've got AEW All Out on uh, at 8 o'clock. Pay-per-view, BR Live, the Fight TV apps. And of course, because it's a pay-per-view, we have to talk to boss man, Mr. Tony Khan. Hey, it's great to see you. Hey, hey Tony. Hey. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's great to be back on the show with you guys. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about All Out, which is one of our biggest events of the year. And that's why it would uh, only be fitting that we run down the card Ex- in extent, uh, extensively. Extensively. <laughs> before we, no, let's do it. Before we get into the card, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the newest thing that's changed recently because we've been in Jacksonville for quite a while, but we've only recently started having fans back. And this is our second pay-per-view in a pandemic, but our first with fans since Revolution in February. Like, yeah. how did that all come about? We, it's great. Thank you for asking. Uh, it's We've been slowly taking steps towards it for a while now. We've been uh, encouraging... Uh, fans to watch on television and while we've been trying to get ready for a return in a very first step kind of a way uh what we've done is not anything close to the old experience in arenas but it's also a great experience for the small number of fans who are able to come and it's completely safe uh what we're doing in is in an outdoor space we're operating uh at 10 percent capacity for our first event and we're aiming to get up to 15 percent capacity going forward and in an outdoor space operating at that kind of capacity, we're looking at crowds of about, in an amphitheater set up for over 5,000, we're looking at maybe 700 to 800 max. Our first show, we did uh, 500 people, and it was really nice. Uh, it was a great atmosphere, and it was the biggest crowd anybody's seen for a live wrestling show in a long time. And I think for All Out, we're expecting uh, slightly more, and I think we're going to hit on 12 to 13% capacity wow. uh, for, with paid fans, which is which is really a, a step in the right direction and frankly compared to what we were at it feels like you know 700 fans could feel like 7,000 sure it really does yeah it, it felt when we had our first live crowd you could tell that the fans were ready to come back and cheer wrestling live 
in a live situation because they were really into it, weren't they? It was so great to have those yeah. fans back at that energy level. And uh, as soon as we came out, you could tell it was a hot crowd when we went out and welcomed them there for Dynamite. And then right. immediately when they heard uh, Judas, when they heard Chris Jericho coming out and they sang the song, you could tell it was going to be a great night. And the look on Chris's face was really special because Chris has been in the wrestling business now. We're going, we're very close to Chris's 30-year anniversary in the wrestling business. Wow. Uh, Chris's uh, first match in the wrestling business was actually 29 years to the day of the debut of AEW Dynamite on TNT. Whoa! And so our 30, our 30 year anniversary, Chris's 30 year anniversary is our one year anniversary coming up. Wow! And uh, so that's pretty cool. So Chris going going on 30 years in the business and said that was one of the greatest moments in his storybook career. That's right? so wonderful. It was the return of the fans because I think nobody's ever been through anything like this pandemic, and it's been hard for a lot of people. And obviously, you know, there's nothing uh, that can compared to the you know the tragedy that this pandemic has leveled on people but for people to go back to kind of some sense of normalcy i i've compared this to like the drive-in movie theater sure. mm-hmm. when, when the mm-hmm. cinemas closed and the indoor theater experience wasn't there to watch movies anymore like the way we'd all watched them for years it became like a safe way to go see the movies with your family your friends again in a small social group whoever you're living with and you know these circumstances when people were social distancing we saw uh, you know the drive-in movie theater make a comeback and now more and more it's becoming a viable business and you know sure it's not nearly the size and scope of the original business and it was great when, again, like you said, with Revolution and the Dynamites immediately after, we're doing yeah. crowds of thousands of people. We'd operated a lot of sellouts. And in 2019, we were the number one live event wrestling company per event in the business. Now, frankly, WWE ran a lot more shows than we did. Right. But we, nobody, including WWE, averaged more fans per show than right. AEW in 2019 across the shows we ran, starting with Double or Nothing, through you know the summer with uh, Fighter and Fight for the Fallen and All Out, and then uh, all of our Dynamite shows going forward when we started running every week. Uh, and we ran every week through Christmas, and we led uh, the world in attendance in, in wrestling last year. And now this year, that's not something uh, that really at the same scope, it's not the same kind of business model, but we can still safely put fans in and have a great experience. It's a totally different experience. And in, for us to sell out all out in like a minute, you know, it's right. not really the same thing when you're saying, you know, versus when you've been selling out, you know, the MGM Grand in less than a half hour and doing over 10,000 people compared to when, you know, selling 700 tickets maybe sure. in, you know, a minute or two. Right. That's still pretty cool. But the fact, the way I'm proudest, not of the number, but I'm proud of the way we did it right. because We've really cracked down to make sure that this is totally safe, that everybody in these spaces, it's like a group of people that's coming together. They're, they're already together in a social circle, you know, families and friends and people that would be together. And we're trying to crack down on people putting strangers from separate circles inside these bu- little bubbles we're trying to set up sure. because all the seating areas are separate from the other seating areas. So our first show, we had great response. And not, I was so happy uh, in addition to the fact we got through the show and, and everybody was complying with what we were asked for, the masks. Sure. And the mayor of Jacksonville, uh, Raf, you guys know Raf. Raf yeah, is yeah. our live, live events director and yeah. uh, in charge of uh, you know these events. And he was uh, up there with our security team. And Raf actually went up to the mayor of Jacksonville not knowing. And the mayor, you know, after everyone had their... You know, their water or coffee or had their bite of food, like they were asking people once you're done with that eating and drinking, can you please put your mask back on? So he went up and asked the mayor to put his mask back on. The mayor was, of course. And then somebody was like, you know, that's the mayor, sir. He's like, oh well, of course. <laughs> but the mayor was the nicest guy in Malay right. about it. And so 
uh, Mayor Curry put his mask back on, I heard. And so thanks thanks to both sides on that. There we but go. I heard that that just shows you that every fan up there, literally they said everybody they asked was really nice about it, and everyone was just so happy to be back together watching the shows at a distance from each other, but still you could still hear it and feel it. And right. and it was just, like I said, it's like the drive-in movie where you can go see the, the new things, but enjoy the experience. And so that's for All Out. All Out's going to be the first wrestling pay-per-view since Revolution, which was, I think, to me, one of the greatest things we've ever done. Double Absolutely. or Nothing was a, Double or Nothing was a tribute to ingenuity. I think the ingenuity right. of Double or Nothing. We were literally just coming out. We had just implemented this new testing plan. We were just able to put together the roster really for the first time, and it was the first time the whole group had been back together, and we were able to start testing and bring people in and doing shows again because the company had been. Uh, we had shut down in early April and t- we had taped a lot of shows and we mm-hmm. ran them and and then we came back with it with a major presence and did our biggest pay-per-view of all time mm-hmm. we, you know did a lot of great stuff and obviously John Moxley versus Brody Lee was a, one of the best title matches we've had Mike Tyson and the introduction of the TNT title and Cody beating Lance Archer and then of course the stadium stampede oh. uh and that and, and never forget that one. No. Ever. And again, talk about ingenuity. I think Stadium Stampede is something that was born out of the pandemic. It would not have happened otherwise. No, right. No, no. And uh, because we were haven't been able to still deliver the blood and guts match, we really wanted to give to the fans and will still like to give to the fans one day. However and whenever we were able to return. But um, you know, we had this great uh, crowd in Newark for this blood and guts match. I just hope that we can uh, really uh, look back at Double or Nothing and think about how special it was, but we still weren't able to really have fans and sell tickets yet, and it wasn't just a safe thing that we were set up to do, but we've slowly, with our you know friends and family, a few people, we had started after we'd been testing for a while, and we realized that we had Daly's Places outdoors, and there's enough seating space and capacity to put people in the upper balconies you know, that we could do this again. So for All Out, it's going to be that experience. If you've been saying, hey, I'm worried about watching wrestling because I just don't want to watch it without the crowds, you know, I'm sorry, but, like, you know, people might not be running an arena packed shoulder to shoulder with 10, 20,000 people anytime soon. And this is going to be a great show, and there's probably going to be 700 people Maybe 750, I think that would be up to 15% capacity, mm-hmm. something like that. And I think it's going to be, like I said, I, I'm not going to go any over 15. I think 10 to 15%, we can still, based on the seating plan, we can keep all the groups in the upper bowl and the middle bowl apart. And the lower bowl, we can keep clear for just you know our staff and people so that there's nobody down there going near the wrestlers. And uh, that's key because all of us, you know, the, the three of us and everybody here and, and Robert here filming the camera, we can all say that we've been tested and we feel safe in our bubble because all the fans and the, you know coming in, all of them are staying in their social circles out there, but they're also not really ex- being exposed to us. So anyway, uh, I, I would be remiss if I uh, did not address the actual all-out card, but I'm glad we've talked about the live event experience and being back to it. Thanks for bringing it up, Aubrey. Well, yeah, Aubrey, and uh, I love your hand gestures, too. You know, just, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, b- before we get into the all-out card, I wanted to touch on one more thing. We don't know when normalcy will be back, it, no. and and we're all kind of swimming, like, when is it going to happen? But it's really a tribute to, to your staff, and I'm talking about Chris Harrington, Mega Pareg, you mentioned Rafi, Raphael mm-hmm. Morphy. 
everybody coming together and, and coming up with a, a very sound plan. I mean, you, you've put together a very good staff to do this. We have a great group. Are those are the, 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 all the people you named, and I'm glad yeah. you – thank you for and naming Bernie, them. I didn't mention, mention Bernie. Sure, and there's a bunch, there's a countless other people right. on the staff you can name, but thank you for bringing up Bernie and Raph again, and, and of course, Mega and Chris, mm -hmm. and a bunch of other people on the team uh, at the Jaguars and right. uh, here. Mm -hmm. Jackie, a lot of people yeah. in Jacksonville, Jackie mm -hmm. and Ryan, and right. a bunch of people – uh, on the staff and Cassie and uh, and Margaret and everybody because sure. really the team came together and we've been able to put enough people on site and security where we're not trying to, you know, be hard on people about wearing the mask, but it's just for their own safety and also by keeping everybody from going in, out of their pods and interacting because I've watched some of these independent wrestling shows people have tried to do in the pandemic and I think they're well-intentioned by setting up outside, but I'm trying to run a the safest show as possible and i don't think anybody's doing anything like what AEW is doing in terms of security presence obviously in terms of testing everybody in terms of crew and wrestlers nobody that's running shows with fans is doing that and uh then the shows with fans i've seen when people get up and do the crazy high spots and fight around people chase them and the crowd starts to cluster together and that doesn't happen on our shows and that again is a tribute to the, the big security presence and uh, the team organization you yeah. know and we have a great group and it was you know, frankly, in Jacksonville, we have a great support for sure, it. And right. I'm very fortunate that Jacksonville, you know, is uh, also doing things right and trending in a positive direction there, too. Right, right. Well, we've got uh, the all-out uh, car we want to talk about. And, of course, uh, that event is coming up uh, this coming Saturday. That's September 5th. And there will be a buy-in prior to that. Yes. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, the main... Uh, buy-in uh, exciting announcement is that we're going to have our first ever tooth and nail match yes. in AEW. The tooth and nail match between Britt Baker and Big Swole. I love that name. Dr. <laughs> Britt Baker, uh, the tooth and nail match mm -hmm. uh, is pawn definitely intended. They will fight tooth and nail and they will fight. It will be false count anywhere and they will be fighting in and around a dentist's office. Oh my and God. Uh, I understand uh Britt's office, in fact, will be uh, set up, and I think it's going to be uh, a real house of horrors for Big Swole, but she knows what she signed up for. It'll be a great match. This is fantastic. It'll be in wrestling. It'll be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm really excited, and it'll be a great return uh, to the ring for Britt. You know, I think we've seen her claiming she was going to participate in matches, but I don't think that handicap match, uh, she really did anything, and I think now it's time. Uh, We're not going to count that. Finally, to see Britt back in the action. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Britt and Swole both have great personalities, don't mm -hmm. they? And they come across in the ring, don't they? Yeah, I mean, you are obviously uh, the, the foremost expert on Britt's personality. <laughs> I'm, I'm Britt's guy, yes. Well, and then, uh, of course, last night uh, it was uh, it came across when, again, you, you were getting a up-close look at Swole's personality right. when uh, Britt set up that assault on her. Pizza delivery, it was a very... Uh, Original idea. Britt's a very clever woman. She's a brilliant doctor and a great tactician. And I don't know if she's 100% yet uh, with her leg, but uh, I think she's, you know, based on where the match is happening and the rules and everything and, and knowing Britt, uh, that definitely gives her an advantage uh, with the match being in her office. Yeah. Mm, Britt yeah. having the advantage sounds like and a I, conspiracy. I, yeah, I just want to clear things up. <laughs> that even though that Britt and I have been friends and I have done a lot of her interviews, I am not in cahoots with her in any way. Anything she does, don't blame me for anything that Britt has done. Well, the, like you know, I, I won't blame you for anything she's done. And really, in this match, nobody's blaming anything because it's no no rules. There's no DQ sure. and no countouts, false count anywhere. Oh boy! And uh, it's only pins or submissions. So we'll definitely see a winner in the tooth and nail match. And uh, I we all know who you're rooting for, Tony. Well, yes, I I, I certainly like Big Swole. 
Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, we're talking with Tony Khan, and we're here on AEW Unrestricted. And coming up, we'll talk about the card for All Out. Yeah. AEW Unrestricted, we are talking with Tony Khan. And, of course, All Out is coming up this Saturday, September 5th. And that is, I like those hand gestures. Do those again. Oh, right here, here. and here. Very good. All right. Okay, very good. Until I it's coming up on September 5th, this coming Saturday. <laughs> this weekend. This weekend, absolutely. Yes. And, uh, Tony, we have a lot of great matches to talk about. Let's first start talking about the Casino Battle Royale. I'd love to. Uh, I'm really excited for the Casino Battle Royale. There's going to be some uh, awesome participants in it. And we've seen that things have gotten out of hand lately yes. uh, in a major way. And we're going to see some great wrestlers in this and some of the top guys vying for a shot at the world champion, uh, which, you know, coming out of All Out, we'll, we'll get to what's either going to be, you know, John Moxley or MJF. Sure. And uh, we'll see who, uh, who, who the champion is, but we're also going to see who a top contender will be, who's going to have a chance at the championship when we have uh, – you know, big names like Brian Cage right. and Ricky Starks. Right. Uh, we've got Lance Archer. We've got Darby Allen. We've got Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. the, both the Lucha Brothers, Penta and Ray Phoenix. We've got uh, the Butcher and the Blade and many other big stars. And it's just gotten uh, out of hand. And really, uh, I think uh, w- when we get into this match, you're going to see really how far AEW's come in sure. a year and mm-hmm. a half because from the first show, uh, that our first match we ever did on our first uh, pay-per-view on the buy-in was the first Casino Battle Royale. Yeah, that's right. And the level of competition you'll see, the stars in this match from where we were a year ago, it's really come a long way. Yeah. And uh, th- there'll be a lot of, uh, you know, AEW's top wrestlers compared to, frankly, when we first did this event, there were a lot of people from outside the company were given an opportunity to, and a lot of independent wrestlers, and a few people who really impressed and made the cut, but there were also some guys that were not maybe necessarily at the level of uh, the top guys you're going to see, like uh, the Lucha Brothers and uh, the best wrestlers in the world uh, like that. And uh, to get get Darby Allin in this match, it's huge. So, And then when we have this thing we've seen brewing, you know, Jake the Snake and Taz, finally it's exploded last night uh, on Dynamite. But two weeks ago we saw Jake and uh, Taz really trying to keep Brian and Lance apart. Uh, we saw uh, Darby and Ricky uh, and their issue and how crazy things have gotten between them. So Oof. it's uh, it's really going to be an awesome match. And who knows? And then there's uh, possibilities for uh, lots of other great wrestlers from AEW, that, you know, without spoiling all the names in it. Uh, there's going to be some fun people in this match and i'm really excited for what uh is to come because i think it's a great roster i I think it shows that and you were talking about uh the the first ever casino battle royale that we had it shows how deep this roster is in AEW right now and how deep it's become yep over the over the past year Mm. (laughs) wow not even a year yet that's even AEW, but still it's uh it really is and the winner will get a world title shot down the road yes and we'll announce when and where and uh it'll be a great opportunity uh for that winner and uh it also we'll find out by the end of the night who the champion is going to be oh okay. man so much going on all right crazy crazy speaking of champions we've got uh sheeta against thunder rosa for the uh, aew world women's championship wow what a match great booking there was oh, boy that, that oh boy uh, that's that really because i've known thunder rosa personally for many years i, I did an autograph signing with her many years ago uh, in uh, Staten Island, I've got. I knew her, and I knew she was very athletic and, and a good wrestler. And I think that she is 
I think it's a perfect matchup. For you Chico. know, the, uh, Thunder Rosa is great, and I hadn't really thought about reaching out and booking Thunder Rosa. And I was with Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega brought up, you know, when we're talking contenders, he mm-hmm. thought Thunder Rosa would be great, but she works for the NWA. Right. And I was, you know, said, you know what? I bet we could work something out. And right. I bet uh, Thunder Rosa would come and challenge for the title. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, if you worked that out, that'd be great. And uh, Billy did come in and say he thought it would be. Uh, a great idea too and Billy's right. like he said he thinks all champions should be fighting champions so right. uh, why shouldn't their champion come in and challenge for our title so right. we think Thunder Rosa is a very good wrestler and uh, you know we'll find out how Thunder Rosa and Sheeta stack up yeah. at All Out and I think it's a great match so uh, it, it was a fun fun one to book and uh, you know I was glad to put it on the card I think it was a good idea yeah Sheeta's been a good champion for us mm-hmm. hasn't she I mean yeah. just I mean she's She's a good person, but she's fundamentally as sound as anyone. I mean, she really is. But this is one of the toughest challenges, and I think this is going to be one of the best Sheeta matches of the of a great reign. And, right. And, uh, you know, we've had great champions, and I think Nyla Rose and, and Rio were great champions. Yeah. But uh, Sheeta's a great champion, and I think this will be one of her toughest matches. I always said that Sheeta, when she gets a little fire in her, oh, okay, oh. rises to the occasion. And, and Nyla Rose brought that out in her, mm-hmm. and, and that's, to me, why she – made it over the hump and became the uh, AEW Women's Champion. What a great match. Yeah, yeah, should be a great match. Sheeta is hands down one of the best wrestlers on our roster, period, yeah. regardless of, you know, women's, men's roster, doesn't matter. Like, any match you put her in, it's automatically going to be one of the, like, show stealers on the card. So knowing that Thunder Rose is the one coming in, I think I'm personally super, super excited about this. Right before Sheeta won the title, uh, her match with uh, Britt Baker, yes. actually, her match with Britt Baker was one of my favorite matches. Yes. And of the whole pandemic, frankly, when we were shut down for a while, I thought mm-hmm. it was one of the best matches. And it's one of the best matches we've had really on Dynamite that the Britt Baker and Sheeta where Britt's nose got busted open it's such a memorable match and right. for her to fight through and continue on the way she did and almost win the match right. uh, and it was great and it was one of the best performances I think uh, we've had on Dynamite right. so we've got this this whole thing with Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho has been going on quite a while they're one on one in matches so far now we're at the rubber match which of course if it's going to be this big thing it has to be a crazy new idea out of Chris Jericho's head, the Mimosa Mayhem match. That's true. So so how how did he go about presenting this to you? Uh, that's so funny you say that because <laughs> uh, we had been talking and I had kicked around this name about doing a Mimosa thing and Chris like loved it and we kicked and But what it was... I, you know, we hadn't ever said it was just like an idea that mm-hmm. we kicked around the idea of doing some mimosa thing because you've got orange and, sh- and of course, a little bit of the bubbly. Right. It was a great promotional opportunity, I thought. But as for what we could do with it, I don't know. And then Chris called me one day and, and I missed it. And then he texted me and was like, I got a great idea. Call me back. And I called him and I, right away he's like, I got a great idea, man. I was like. I bet it's a mimosa mayhem. Oh, and he was I love like, it. That is exactly what it is because Chris and I have a great uh, working relationship. And uh, I but that. I didn't know what a mimosa mayhem match was, and that's where Chris's genius came in. And uh, the rules that he came up with that you know I think, of course, first and foremost, like there's a pin and submission, but also adding the element of possibility of somebody going into the tank as a way to lose mm-hmm. uh, the tank of, of OJ and champagne, the mimosa tank. Right. Uh, Is that like eighty great. gallons? Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be real sticky. It's gonna be a lot it's of mimosa. Hot in Florida, guys. Okay, let, so let's let's, <laughs> let's explain the rules again. Pinfall, submission, or dumped into the vat of mimosa. Yes. Is that the right word? Or maybe uh, a tank? Yeah. yeah. A tank? I think okay. I use that I said tank, but vat this could okay. be a word. I think it's synonyms. Receptacle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, but there's gonna be a lot of mimosa and somebody's gonna go into it and it's gonna yeah. be a great match. And it was a great idea. Stupid. And I think it's Chris's uh 
master master plan and his right. master idea. It's a great great idea, and we, that'll be a lot of fun. We've seen a lot of we've seen some great things between those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only uh, as far as what's been going on in the ring, but you know when you had uh, had Eric Bischoff here and you had the debate that was <gasps> that was great TV. Those two. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho have really hit it off together as far as opponents. They give, I, I mean, really, both of them so much credit. I mean, this is Orange Cassidy's biggest match to date. Right. Uh, to be, you know, in such a top position on a pay-per-view, uh, it's like All Out. And it's really in 2020 we've seen how, how Orange Cassidy's come such a long way. And, Tony, you and I were there in Kansas City mm-hmm. when we first put together a plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting and catering with you and Orange Cassidy and the best friends. And really, I told you then that mm-hmm. based on what we went out there to do, yeah. these people are going to chant, he's going to try, <laughs> he's going to try, <laughs> he's going to try. And that's how, that's, that's, a, that's great storytelling that we put together that on, you know, three days notice, one of the most anticipated matches mm-hmm. on one of the best pay-per-view cards we've done, mm-hmm. and it was, it was a huge match with Pack and Orange Cassidy. So good. And the story, the way it came together, we'd been laying the backstory for a long time, but if you had to be paying attention, and and obviously we had just done this great Iron Man match, and Pack yeah. was very upset after losing to Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And for all the people, the last person he wanted to see at this point when he was so furious was Orange Cassidy. And that's why for those, you know, uh, it was such a great post-fight interview with you, Tony, and a great moment. And uh, the Orange Cassidy then later when he came back out with the best friends, it was just like a, that was uh, the match he had with Pac was a star-making performance. But then, of course, he's come so far since then through the pandemic and wrestling these matches. And, of course, with Chris, we've seen uh, a whole other level of Orange Cassidy. But give Chris a lot of credit, too, because uh, – like a lot of people in wrestling have made their star, made their name in mm-hmm. matches with Chris. And, yeah. and Orange Cassidy's made the most of the opportunity for sure now with, with a win over Chris. But uh, Chris is one of the all-time greats, and I think to be in this position to even have a rubber match on pay-per-view with Chris like shows how far Orange Cassidy's come. It's insane. Uh, just to even be in this match. And it's a lot of fun because, uh, you know, for us as a, as a company to have like – Somebody who was well known on the independents, but I think on the national level has become like a homegrown star. Yes, yeah. like absolutely. Orange Cassidy, like a Darby Allen, like some of the other people we'll talk about today that made their name on the independents. But to probably the majority of people watching on television, they've they've learned about him through AEW. It's pretty cool, and shows Orange Cassidy has come a long way to be in this position to have a rubber match with Chris Jericho, and there's this great story that right. you've been such a big part of, Tony. Going back even to when we were all together, all of us in the Nightmare Factory shooting mm-hmm. the uh, April episodes. Right. Uh, that we, <laughs> the w- April episodes. When we shot down that for the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, right. In April we shot, yeah. yeah, and yeah. yeah. When we, we shot the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It ended up being like six weeks, didn't it? We, we shot well, six we shot, weeks. We did the live episode on the first, okay. and then the next day we came back and we shot the next four weeks. Okay. It could have been six weeks, but thankfully we were able to put together a great testing plan and come right. back, and it's been right. safe. And it was I was going to shut down as long as we needed to before we had a testing plan in place, mm-hmm. and I was guessing that was going to take four to six weeks. Right. Thankfully it was four, right. and we didn't have to stretch those tapes out longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. right. they were great as they were, and I was really, I'm still as prou- so proud of what we did. Yeah. And you and Chris were so great on commentary. But it became clear then that Chris really can't stand Orange Cassidy. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. And right. it was fun oh, on commentary yeah. with you comparing. And it was it's always fun working with you on commentary, Tony, with you comparing uh, Orange Cassidy to the great managers, to Bobby Heenan and... <laughs> 
Yeah, Bobby Heenan, and J.J. Dillon, and and J.J. Dillon, Jimmy Hart, all Jimmy these Hart, things. absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's great television. And and then Orange Cassidy's transition from being this great manager, and that was really the idea of Orange Cassidy coming in as a manager. The first person who suggested it to me was Matt Jackson, mm-hmm. and I didn't know Orange Cassidy that well yet. And then I, the more I got to know him and work with him, I think everyone who works here knows like we work really closely together. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then that I do a lot of this work on his matches with the terms of the production and, and making sure that uh, we do a good job building up the stories. And then I uh, really, for him, something was so key. And, and then even, you know, Tony sitting with you guys and laying out, telling you that the people are going to chant. He's going to try. He's mm-hmm. going to try. That's what was meant to happen. And it worked. And uh, I, I sensed uh, some doubt in the room, but I was like, no, this is going to work. Right. And uh, it, we've been building up to it for a long time. And I just think that uh, it was one of those things. It was a great vision on Matt Jackson's part to bring that up because I didn't really know Orange Cassidy. And then later getting to know him and, and talk to him about the, what he was going to do and even encouraging him, frankly, to kind of hold back at first because uh, there's a chance to really break out next year as a big star. I think he's been a breakout star and this would be – uh, the biggest match he's ever been in, but it's also a big match for Chris. Sure. And yes. uh, Chris has, has uh, put a lot of time into this sto- story and, and to bring in Eric Bischoff, as you said, for yeah. the debate. And, so great. And uh, to, to wrestle the great matches they've had, I think this is going to be one of the best matches on the show. Okay. So you had mentioned Matt Jackson, and yesterday was reminded that the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express won their tag match, and now they're facing each other at the pay-per-view this Saturday. That's... Everything's kind of going on with the Elite right now. It's very interesting seeing how all of this is breaking down. It's what great. Are, what I are mean, your thoughts on it? I think it's a great match. I mean, first and foremost, like I'm excited to see the match between the Young Bucks and the Jurassic Express. And I think it's a barn burner match. They're both ranked in the top five. And it's kind of an eliminator because one of That's these teams true. will come out and we've got a tag title match later with Kenny and Hangman versus FTR. Yes. And then right outside those, you know, the top contenders, FTR. Two of the top teams are, of course, Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. So mm-hmm. this is a title eliminator in the top five. So it's a huge match in AEW with huge implications of who'd be in line to challenge the winner of Kenny and Hangman versus FTR, the champs of the number one contenders. And I think uh, this will be a huge match. And it's also just two of the fastest paced and, and most fun and exciting and popular teams in AEW. So it should be a really fun match. I always like getting teams that, are kind of booked in the same areas on the indies. Like, they're all kind of the Southern California boys. <laughs> but all those guys that get to work together so much that when you finally put them in a TV setting, you just have all of that crispness that comes from knowing each other's styles. And, like, hands down, this match is going to be great just because the guys are all familiar enough with each other. And I'm, the six-man we did was also excellent. Oh, they, they had so good. together in the six-man, and we so saw good. a preview of how good this could be. I had no idea Canadian Destroyers could be that crazy. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. We're talking with Tony Khan. We're talking about the card coming up for this Saturday at All Out, and we're going to dive into the card even more. This is AEW Unrestricted. We're talking to Tony Khan about All Out this weekend, 8 o'clock, Fight TV, VR Live, pay-per-view. You can find it at all the places. You should have already bought it by now, but if you haven't, do it. Uh, we're talking about the card. We've already covered half of the awesome matches on the main card here, but, I mean, the next one we've got coming up, the Broken Rules match between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. Like, I saw it firsthand. There's There's a lot of... There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of animosity. There's a lot of just, they've done a crazy amount of crap to each other. <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, since Matt Hardy's debut, Sammy has been, uh, since Matt first stepped into the ring, has been his foil, I think, with, along with Chris Jericho. And, and uh, with Sammy, really, immediately, the rivalry uh, got very intense. Like, the yes. first time Matt stepped in the ring, Sammy came out from under the ring and jumped him on March 25th. And then 
of course, we built to their street fight before the stadium stampede was the first time Matt hit Sammy with a golf cart. That iconic shot of Sammy just like spinning yeah. in midair. It's one of the best things we've ever done on Dynamite that match. I mean, between uh, that, you know, that moment with the golf cart and Kenny coming off the scissor lift and, and of course, uh, you know, Matt and Kenny, that was so great. And it was Matt's first match ever in AEW in the moment with the inner circle standing there foreshadowing the stadium stampede yes. and the scoreboard. It was such a great ending. It's one of my favorite ever endings on Dynamite. Yeah. And uh, it was such a great episode. And then to build up to the stadium stampede is one of the greatest things we've ever done as a company. And Matt yep. and Sammy were t- together and individually such a huge part of the match. And then uh, coming back, their rivalry is just this whole summer. I mean, it's been one of the best things on AEW television. And the, they've had great matches. They've been involved in great stuff. And now this, you know, they've had great brawls, great segments, things yes. that weren't even matches. They've broken turned, a whole lot of furniture. <laughs> yeah, tables and chairs. <laughs> and they, these guys have just beaten the hell out of each other. And I think that this match will be the perfect way to uh, bring that all together and hopefully uh, bring this thing to some kind of conclusion because these guys have just been destroying each other and this match uh, is intended to be kind of putting them in an area where they can settle their differences finally. After this tables match, uh, Matt's still standing mm-hmm. and uh, they've come out and they're doing this match that will be effectively, we'll see the last man standing, will be the winner, will go to a 10 count and it'll be the last man up will have to have a winner. There's no disqualifications. There's uh, no countouts, obviously, because falls will count anywhere. But it's not truly falls. It's it's a, it's being counted out for ten, knocked out, put down. And I think it's going to be a crazy match. And when you see all this stuff, and you've seen all the ridiculous, you know, the tables, uh, the chairs, mm-hmm. and all the insane high spots that we've had with these guys, it's going to be a fantastic match. But then on top of all that. It's not just uh, this last man standing element that will make this such an exciting match. It's that Matt has said he will leave if he loses, which I guess is what's broken about the rules of this match. Is It's not a true last man standing loser leaves town match because uh, Matt himself uh, has said he'll walk if he if he loses. And cool. uh, Sammy said he wanted him out of his life, and uh, I think it'll be a lot of drama here. And obviously the last thing anybody wants to see is Matt Hardy out of AEW. He said... You know, he might leave and go back to what he was doing before he came here. And I uh, I hope that's not the case. And uh, hopefully Matt uh, will still be with us. But no matter how it goes, it'll be a great match. And uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, some interesting elements in this match, especially when you think about, and you mentioned it, uh, the table and what happened to Sammy Ugh. and the and – the, the chair going through the air and hitting hitting Matt. And it was just – it's been a very physical, if I can use this term, very violent type of uh, – matches that they've had so far so yeah yeah this is going to just ratchet that up mm-hmm. a great deal I, yeah. I, d- I didn't think i could get more violent yeah. but it absolutely yeah. can this yeah. is going to be uh <laughs> after everything they've done to each other it'll be hard to take it to another level but i'm, I'm pretty confident they're gonna 100 percent confident they will they'll find a way eight man tag team match the dark order will take on the natural nightmares matt cardona and scorpio sky and that's a very interesting matchup Putting Scorpio Sky and Matt Cardona together with the Natural Nightmares. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, yeah. that's how it came out. I think when uh, these are the guys that stuck up for the Rhodes family after uh, what happened, and we saw the whole Rhodes family really get beaten down with Cody and Dustin Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes getting mm-hmm. uh, all, you know, really kicked down by the Dark Order after yeah. the TNT Championship match. And of course, mm-hmm. Tony, you were there firsthand to witness it. In it was the right ring. on the stage, yeah. And you, were, and you saw the whole thing uh, take place, and it's really a sad situation. And Cody was such a great fighting champion to make, I think, you know, nine defenses of the title. 
and uh, you know I think he had been through so many matches and maybe burned himself out too quickly mm-hmm. to fight probably his hardest opponent yet. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly his hardest opponent yet. Oh yeah, definitely. I think oh, was, yeah. we saw it was by far the hardest opponent yet. And uh, came at a bad time after he'd wrestled all these long matches against all these great wrestlers, including the aforementioned Scorpio Sky. Who yes. I think we saw they had this great match and really had a great moment afterwards where it felt like we elevated Scorpio Sky to say he's uh, can hang with anybody. He's one of the top wrestlers here. He's been a tag champion, but he can also be a great singles wrestler. Right. And then I think he, you know, obviously had taken offense to what the Dark Order did and, and made a stand. And then Matt Cardona wasn't here uh, when Cody got jumped, but Matt Cardona also... Uh, ran in with with Dustin and QT, so that yeah. was pretty cool to see uh, all those guys come in, and uh, it's going to be a great match. And uh, with the Dark Order, they've been on a real roll. Oh I mean, boy! Ever since really Colt Cabana joined, the Dark Order has been on a roll, winning big matches. We saw they've been on a roll. Colts won a lot of matches. They won a twelve man uh, against the Elite and FTR, which is insane. Because that's right. That's know, right. They did. Uh, it's pretty unusual to see all those guys drop, and and of course with Brody pinning. Uh, Hangman, we hadn't seen Hangman drop a fall all year right. in yeah. AEW. And uh, that was pretty shocking to see. And then, of course, Brody, in quick fashion, becoming the TNT champion. The Dark Order's on a real roll. Brody Lee, especially, is a great role and is a, has a great chance to be a great champion here. But before we'll find out how great a champion is, I think we're going to you know, see uh, Brody Lee firsthand, uh, you know, what he can do with all these great possible contenders in front of him. Because there's sure. a lot of people who could be great contenders to the TNT title and obviously I think Scorpio Sky we've seen he's great and I know Dustin Rhodes would like to bring uh, the TNT title back to the Rhodes family right yes. so uh, I, I, it'll be a great match and and of course uh, the whole story about Colt joining the Dark Order I think uh, really it's just been uh, something nobody expected but it's been very effective right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited about seeing Matt Cardona wrestle in AEW I really am because he's a He's a first-class guy, number one. He looks mm-hmm. great, and he does some great things in the ring. I think it was, it's been a great sign for him. Yeah, he's really. been great. I mean, yeah. he's come in, and uh, he's been a free agent. He came in on a, on a, you know, kind of a short-term basis, and so far he's been really well-received. And, right. I'm, and I'm excited to see how he does here in this match, but yeah. it's his first pay-per-view match with us. That's right. true. And uh, he's been great, so I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, and Scorpio Sky, I just love him. I really do. I just he's think the best. he's like, and I, I always I love him but with SCU in a tag team scenario, but as a singles wrestler, I think he's a great ad for this man. Well, you're the one who always says you can't be a great tag wrestler without being a great singles, a singles wrestler. wrestler first, right? Yeah. yeah. And Scorpio Sky is, I think, a great example of that. And then we've seen, you know, they were the first tag champ, Scorpio Sky and Kazarian, and they had a great run. But they of did. course, Scorpio Sky in uh, the tag team tournament won three consecutive matches. Mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky. Uh, against Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara was one of the f- first person ever in AEW to pin Chris Quick Jericho. Up. He was the first person in AEW to pin Chris Jericho and had a great singles match with Chris Jericho. And we've seen Scorpio Sky hang on with all the best people. So I think, you know, you're on to something there. I think yeah. he's uh, one of the best people here. Yeah, I agree. All right, World Tag Team title. Oh, boy. And this is really, this oh, really boy. a lot of people intrigued for many reasons, especially what's going on with the elite, but especially the fact that FTR has arrived here and made such a profound impact. I mean, it's it's it is going to be, and and I go back again. I go back to to Revolution saying that was the best tag team match I'd ever seen. This one has a chance to be. Oh, absolutely! Even it really does. Absolutely. It's not it's not saying anything about who participated in the in the in the one in Revolution, but this one has chance to be tremendous. Well, it's uh, it's hard. To, it's going to be hard to top the greatest tag team match in the history of pay per view. Yeah, it's right. true. But, it's uh, true. I think if we can, uh, there's, if there's ever been a match where they could, it would be this one. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a classic. 
and I'm really excited. I think Kenny and Hangman's run as champions has been something really special when you look at all the great matches they've had and all the teams they beat through this year, and they've defended against everybody, and if they can win this, I think the winner of the Young Bucks Jurassic Express match would be in line. Mm -hmm. I think that could be really interesting. I think, you know... Uh, we could even see a rematch from what we saw at Revolution. We sure could. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Down the road. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of other great teams. I mean, if, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the Dark Order and, uh, you know, Dustin and QT in that yeah. match. But there's great teams there with the Dark Order and the Natural Nightmares. So right. there's a lot lot of great teams fighting on the pay-per-view. And I think whoever wins this match will have great challengers in front of them. But also we'll have fought the toughest challenger out there because I think we've got the two top tag teams in the world right now in terms of what they've done this year in 2020 with Kenny and Hangman and yeah. FTR, who are undefeated. Right. Yeah. I just love how tag team wrestling looks in AEW. Like We talk about the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express being these high flyers, and it's going to be this really athletic feat. And then we see FTR and Hangman and Kenny, which is this vast contrast of styles. Like You've got these two matches on the card, one's you know, for a title, but like both of them are just going to be so vastly different. And it's, yeah. it's fascinating, and it's so great to see all of the differences that we have across all of our talent and across this card. And, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this Even show. Even within uh, Eddie Kingston. Right. Working with these two teams that could also be great contenders yes. for the winners of, you know, Kenny and Hangman versus FTR in the title match. You've got, you know, the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers, mm -hmm. also great teams, who are totally opposite teams. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of great teams out there for the, for the champion. And uh, to me, I think we're going to see uh, a great, great match. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even think it's a, a think. I think we all know we're going to see a good match. It's, it'd be, I'd be shocked if we didn't, and uh, I exactly. can't wait to see who comes out as the champions. But I know that uh, it's going to be one of the best matches on the show. So coming down to it, very, very end, main event, we've got John Moxley versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I know he's been running his mouth like he always does, this whole political campaign bullshit, being the asshole that he is. But this match, I think, is something very special because... John Moxley has done an incredible amount in his career for what he's done for you know being a champion for our company, but also just seeing where Max is now in his career and where he's going. This is going to be a really excellent match. I agree. I'm really excited. I think this is uh, one of the biggest matches in the history of AEW, and uh, we're saving the biggest for last because mm -hmm. uh, this match is huge, and we've seen it's taken a more serious tone. You know, John Moxley uh, may have gotten uh the last laugh uh on the lawyer uh mark sterling mm -hmm. but uh mjf and wardlow put some real heat on him going into this match and i think it's going to be a really really fun night and but this match will be anything but i think this is going to be frankly there could be a great wrestling match because both men are great wrestlers sure. mm -hmm. but if it goes outside i think john moxley is going to have the advantage as long as wardlow doesn't get involved and inside the ring i mean mjf's proven he's a great wrestler he's on he hasn't lost all year neither one of these men has been defeated in AEW. neither one of these men has been pinned mm -hmm. uh you know they've both uh the only time anybody's even gotten to either guy was in a tag match or in you know some kind of multi-man situation but neither guy has ever been pinned or or beaten in any way in AEW right. individually yeah. so it's uh kind of been building up and you don't see that in wrestling that often when guys have been building up for over a year undefeated on a role like this when the champion comes in and the challenger comes in and you have no idea what's going to happen. And right. I think, you know, frankly, for everyone backstage, people have no idea what's going to happen. And sure. that's usually a good sign going into the pay-per-view when, you know, even the experts uh, around the, the ring don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Uh, and I, that's how hot this thing's gotten. And, uh, you know, 
MJF's as good a number one contender as we've had, and you know his record shows that because he's been at it for a year and a half up here almost, and uh, for in the you know in the fifteen plus months we've been in business, uh, MJF's. When we talk about homegrown stars, we talk about Orange Cassidy. Well, you know that goes even more so, frankly, for MJF, the number one contender, who you know has set the best record, and we have all these big stars. So you, you can't deny that uh, the number one contender, uh, you know, he's made a name for himself in a major way in the last year, and he's become a huge name in the world of wrestling. And I think, again, if you were a big fan of wrestling, you know, all of us a couple of years ago, we all knew MJF. Mm, but I don't think right. uh, mm-hmm. before AEW, I don't think the average person flipping by on TV necessarily would have known MJF. And now he's moving towards that next level and uh, winning the championship would really put him there. This is, again, like we've said, talking about other people on the show, this is the biggest match of his career, but this also could be the big turning point in his career and a turning point for the company. And John's been one of the most important people in AEW history. John, his debut at the inaugural Double or Nothing in Vegas, the MGM Grand, I still think is, for our pay-per-views, that's the best pay-per-view ending we've ever done. And I think it's one of the greatest moments in the history of the company. And then John's whole reign, to me, it's crazy because John won the title right before the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. be, you know, in the shutdown. But through the shutdown, uh, John's been a great champion. And he's yeah. come here and he's really people can't deny the great stuff John's done in this this pandemic and some of the great matches he's had. And I think at our last pay-per-view, he had one of our best matches we've ever had with Brody Lee. And Brody Lee now is the TNT champion and mm-hmm. the only person who's ever come. You know, the, he choked him out to beat him. He did. You yeah, know, that's right. You, you, that was the only. Uh, person who's ever gotten to Brody Lee, the only person who's even come close to getting to Brody Lee, and uh, that's the kind of great champion John's been, and uh, we'll see this match I'm really excited about. Yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Moxley did an interview, and uh, you could tell that he respected MJF, Mm -hmm. you know, that we all know what kind of jerk he can be, but you could tell the way he was talking during that he really respected this kid, so I think even though there's a lot of talk and a lot of bluster, he really respects what MJF can do in the ring, and and that always, to me, makes for a good match if they respect each other. Yeah. Now, whether MJF respects him or not, I don't know MJF respects anybody. But I don't think he does. But but still, I, I just think it's all the earmarks of a I mean, you can't, you can't, if you follow wrestling, I think everybody in the business, in the entire business, you know, knows MJF, respects MJF at this point. He's made that kind of name for himself. And uh, this is his chance to really break through and become the biggest star in the wrestling business. You saw John Moxley was ranked by Pro Wrestling Illustrated as the number one wrestler in the world. Number one. That just came out this past week and is, you know, hitting the shelves and it's pretty cool. And uh, I think John is a student of wrestling and John knew how cool that was and it was very cool for me to be able to break that to John and go to him and really be able to go and tell him like, hey, I just want to let you know you're number one in the PWI 500 and that meant a lot to him. You were the one that told him? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was the one that told him. And uh, it was nice to be able to do that and I really enjoy working with John. I've always enjoyed working with John. I don't enjoy working with Max as much, but I do work with Max very closely. We, and, we all uh, put up with him. Max, yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Max is a genius, and uh, they both are. They're both absolute geniuses in terms of wrestling presentation, and I think that's why John, as a student of wrestling, does respect Max, because Max is a great wrestler. Max is a great head for wrestling. Max is a great interview. Max it brings pretty much all you want from a major league pro wrestler, and the fact is Max is a very, very, very young man in his early 20s and, you know, is poised to be a big star in the world of wrestling for a long time. And I think for this company, if, if we have him as our champion, I mean, it's going to be uh, 
this guy's the future. And yeah. John, on the other hand, right now is like the number one guy in the business. So it's sure. like the dream match when you have two guys undefeated going right. into it. And nobody knows what's going to happen, including yeah. the two of you. Yeah. So, I have no what, idea. No that's idea. the way I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I know uh, it's this Saturday, uh, <laughs> September 5th. This Saturday is all out and it's exclusively on pay-per-view. And, and Tony, we uh, don't want you to get away without talking about uh, your Fulham FC. And, uh, <laughs> yes, please. I know, Congratulations. I know, your you. your uh, enthusiasm for everything that you do is uh, is. Yeah, for it's those contagious. that are watching the video, he's he's been decked out in gear <laughs> yeah. ever since they got promoted you're, again. You're, you're the general manager of the team, and uh, so you put together the team, and this has to be personally a, just a, a satisfying thing for you. What's well, going on? Thank you, Tony. I mean, you follow sports really closely right. and broadcasted many different sports, and obviously in addition to being one of the greatest wrestling broadcasters of all time and a student of wrestling, you're a student of football mm-hmm. and of, of baseball and of broadcasting, mm-hmm. but as far as European football and as far as Fulham, You've always been really nice. And, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Aubrey has followed Fulham and supported Fulham all right. year and watched the matches. And it means a lot coming from both of you and, and Tone. Uh, thank you for saying that. And as the as the GM and the sporting director and working with the players and putting, you know, a, a, a squad together and, and working with the players and the contracts and negotiating all the transfers through the, the last several years, there's been ups and downs. But this is one of the great uh, moments of my life, this victory and now – uh, we get thrust into the Premier League with a Premier very, League. Sh- very, very short, short offseason. Very <laughs> short offseason uh, as a result of the shutdown because we were shut down for a while. So we ended the season late. So now, unfortunately, it's a very short break. And in terms of, you know, working on uh, the squad, I uh, haven't had as much time. And also, you know, it's just been really a fun thing. And I, I appreciate you acknowledging it, but it's also been a, a hectic thing in my life. Yeah. And, uh, but everybody's been there for me. It was a crazy moment. The semifinal really oh, to boy. get into the final you guys were there with me uh, i haven't been able to go because of the quarantine so you guys have been there for a lot of it with me mm-hmm. uh as i haven't been able to travel and i just am really grateful for it and uh thanks for bringing it up because it's been yeah. a great thing for me short turnaround is not bad play while you're hot yeah right? that's it that's it i think that's, <laughs> yeah. there's something to that because we're right. on a great run and believe me we said that that you know we got very hot in this shutdown and the, the, there were two games a week in the uh in the comeback format after we restarted the league and really, when we got hot, it played into our favor because we mm-hmm. got in a great run. So I'm right. absolutely ready to go. And yeah. thanks again for all right, bringing it up. Well, thanks for all you do for us and all you've done for wrestling. And uh, it means a lot to us. And uh, we're going to be talking to you again because we've got a great future. We really do. Well, it means a lot for me to be here with you guys and, uh, you know, to run down the pay-per-view card with both of you means a lot. And, uh, you know, with, uh, it's like a tradition now at this it's, point. It's become a, a tradition, and <laughs> Aubrey, you know, you've become uh, such a huge part of AEW, such a huge part of Dynamite and our shows, and you're one of the great referees in wrestling. And uh, thank you, and and a great host, and I appreciate you very much. And, and Tony, it's a dream for me to do this with you. You've been on the first wrestling pay per views I ever watched, and uh, you're one of my favorite announcers. And thank it's a you. dream to sit with you and do this yeah. every week. Uh, it, it scares me sometimes because you remember all my lines from years past. I'm oh, thinking, oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> but it's fun working <laughs> yeah. with you, and it's fun working with somebody who knows your stuff, and I think it helps our product because yeah. I feel like I'm a good, you know, and I'm not in your ear 24 hours uh, a day, and I'm not working through the whole show in your ear, but yeah. I feel like when I do have insights for you, I know yeah. how you, I, I know how to talk to you in your own voice. Right. You well, know everyone's strengths, yeah. and you, you have, know how to yeah. bring the best out of us. You have rekindled my love for the sport of wrestling. I can tell you that. Oh, man. You really have. Okay, check out AEW Dynamite Wednesdays, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central on TNT. Don't forget, we have All Out coming up this Saturday. This Saturday, 8 o'clock on pay-per-view. You can get on BR Live. You can get on the Fight TV app. You you can 
get it, get it, please. It's going to be an amazing, amazing show. Our pay-per-views always knock it out of the park. You know you're not going to be disappointed with this. Subscribe to AEW Unrestricted Podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to watch our our video episodes uh, on YouTube. Yeah, it's on the TNT YouTube channel. To see the video version, go to tntdrama.com slash Wrestling slash unrestricted podcast. Yeah, and then there you can also submit questions to future guests we have. We'll be sure to ask them. That's one of the cool things we've been doing recently. So, yeah, this was fun. All right. I'm Tony Schiavone. Tony, thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thank you both for having me. Thank you so much.